you can rant rave make banners and tear up social media you can even boycott matches we head into this episode on the back of an action the latest of many that shows the powers of be in indian football don't really care that much about indian football or do they or maybe they are just woefully ignorant about the same so we kick off this episode of injury time with the i league version uh, and with me we have arvind sujindran hey guys and uh, on call as always is arka bhattacharya sorry arka bhattacharya i'm sorry Hi guys, how are you? I am good. How are you, Arko? I am fine. Just start for the I League, but I am fine. Yes. So let's start with the I League. Let's keep aside the matches for a minute and just start talking about what uh, happened this week with the, you know, some of the stuff that has happened. Uh, uh, Arko, can you just go ahead and talk about it? Yeah. So um, you know, the I League uh, sent a press release saying that. only 30 of the matches remaining matches will be covered which essentially means that half of the remaining season will be broadcasted half of the remaining season won't so obviously the clubs led by you know social media expert nandit bajaj so they came out and they were very vocal against it and that sparking backlash against star and um, afs also the fans backlash against star might have been slightly misplaced because you know as, as you understand star is the end product it's what the customer sees it's it's like buying uh, you know jeans it's like buying the one thing yeah i think it's it, it's like buying jeans but we do not just blame levis but we might not blame the material that goes into the jeans similarly uh, star the what the end customer sees but you know there are a lot of things that go on behind the scene yes uh, now arvind coming to you obviously we know like orko just mentioned that uh, fsdl is part of the production and star sports is the end product so what do you make of this decision like how bad is it for indian football now considering there is no isl for the next one one and a half months how bad is this for indian football that you chose to demean the premier league so called this is more like saying uh, more like curbing the freedom of expression of all the i league clubs because you are forcing the indian football fan to watch only one league we have only one league at 7:30 pm which is the isl and you are supposed to watch only that it doesn't work like that in india because we have two top tier structures uh, because of the aiff's uh, many mistakes we have the isl and the i league which are competing to be the top division uh, of the country officially the i league is the top league of the country but you are forcing the fan to just watch the isl you are giving him the prime slot at 7:30 pm while the i league gets only 2 pm and 5 pm matches even now you have one month's break for the asian cup and you could see that many of the i league matches are held at 7:30 pm in this uh, one month gap but what is happening then you are not telecasting all the matches 30 matches out of the remaining 61 matches so you are cutting down the telecast by half which is really bad news for an indian football fan you are forcing him to watch only one set of games where is the fan banna padega in this this is more like uh, this is wrong in many ways because i league is after all the top division of the Yes, uh, Orko. Coming to you now, 
we had a chat about uh, the in i league being held during the course of the asian cup where you know isl has got a break for a month month and a half so uh, what do you think that shows you know the direction of football from the powers of b because obviously they assumed that not many players might get picked from i league or else they just didn't care and moreover now like uh, we had a conversation just before and you mentioned they don't have uh, the prime matches being shown they basically ensured half the matches are not being shown uh, during the slots that isl should have been in and could have worked in i league's favor in terms of popularity this one month What you have to realize, Sandeep, is that the AFF, you know, has lost a large degree of autonomy on the I-League vision. Essentially, the broadcast deal falls under the commercial and marketing part, which means the IFF does not handle it. Let's be very clear. The AFF, AFF's marketing and you know, commercial partners are the ones who handle the broadcast deal also with Star, right? And Star, you know, has been given an obligation now to to cover to cover the I League, but it's essentially the, the people who sign the deal on behalf of the AFF who should you know ensure. And trust me when I say this that it was a verbal agreement. The clubs were verbally told that you know all matches would be covered uh, in a letter sent pre-season <coughs> where they. Uh, where they formed an I League private clubs association, the seven clubs, barring uh, you know, barring the Arrows, which is obviously an AFF team, East Bengal, Mohan Bagan, and Churchill, the seven other clubs are part of an association. They one of their major demands was good broadcast quality and that all matches should be telecasted. Now, when you go to sponsors, you obviously tell them that X Y Z number of matches are going to be telecasted, you know, and your name will appear for X Y Z minutes, and accordingly you pay us money. This has been agreed at the start of the season. We have also seen that ISL well we know ISL during this period of time, and you know whether anyone wants to believe it or not, Aigon and Minerva Prime have actually bought a lot of popularity to the ID, organic popularity. So at a time when you know ISL is struggling with attendance, even in you know bases like the Kerala Blasters where fans boycotted their team because they were playing badly, you know this cannot come as good news. For you know, the people who are you know in de facto in charge of Indian football, and uh, you know they always make the excuse saying that ISL clubs pay so much franchise fee, they actually pay money for for the broadcasting and everything, three hundred you know crore and all. It is fine, that is fine. But you have to understand that Indian football was popular even before you know Star took it up and put it on HD, or you know even before what do you say uh, clubs ran. Back then, clubs have died down. So let's not make any, you know, bones about the fact that corporates have got us this far. No, I mean, after all, our attendance twenty years ago, so our ranking twenty years ago was also was also ninety six. Now it's ninety seven. So I mean, I fail to understand where the superiority of ISL clubs that argument comes in here. Yes, uh, just to give a few stats going into the IL coverage going on. So there is only going to be one match of uh, Minerva to be telecast, one of Aizol, one of Indian Arrows. The two clubs that uh, you know gave so much, like Orko just mentioned, so much eyeballs to the product with the win by winning the title. No home matches for Gokulam from December after December 
which is something i had a conversation with that club also this is before the announcement came and they were also slightly concerned about it and then now there is a east bengal and mohun bagan are more or less okay i think 9 out of 11 or 8 out of 11 games for them but how disheartening is this for uh, the clubs like midarva and arrows or even new newcomers like oklum to not to know that you are going into the first division of indian football as a you know second rate citizen uh yeah for gokulam especially it's hard hitting because uh, when the <coughs> kerala blasters boycott happened it was gokulam's game because all the attendance shifted to gokulam's matches and uh, you saw attendance uh, rise to up to 25000 29000 for a couple of games and now uh, these matches won't be telecast which means people across kerala will not be able to follow the game unless they go to the uh venue so it might see a rise in their stadium attendance because uh, gokula mar running a campaign saying since you can't watch the match on tv come to the stadium and watch uh for other clubs like aiswal and uh, in minerva punjab it is just alienating them even further uh, aiswal have been complaining uh, for quite a few years now when they were relegated they said that aiff called us back only because they wanted to make up for numbers and uh, then they became the defending champions and now minerva are the defending champions so how how uh, imagine watching a league where only one of manchester city's game is going to be telecast this is what the situation is like yeah infall which gets the highest in free attendance average at uh, 22000 at least last year it was the highest they get uh, two games uh, koikor which like arvind has pointed out got great attendance this year it's one home game and uh, the two defending champions you know uh, the back to back champions have got two games cumulatively home games telecast and minerva no home game sorry icon get one and minerva get none so obviously i mean there is a there is a you know theory that because east bengal and mohanbagan are now to to in the line and are almost likely to join the icl next year uh, there is a you know there is a slight tendency to give showcase most of the games of course they have great hand races no doubting it but that doesn't mean no that the other teams don't have and obviously because what my understanding is that a packed stadium makes for a better product also so when you watch a game and you know in a for on tv it it makes for a better product i mean when you watch the world war army when 65000 are there it makes for a better watch also So I mean I I can't I don't don't get the logic here uh, about eliminating these small teams, but I mean the powers that we have they have taken addition and I mean the clubs have now got to live with it. And uh, I've seen many cases that you know they're blaming the clubs for for not doing anything. I mean uh, nine clubs have shut down in the, in the previous five years. I mean what a, what did they do wrong? So I mean the sheer apathy and you know uh, there's a feeling now that. money will probably dictate how football goes it, i mean it's anything the super cup last year proved otherwise especially when you look at the table you have 1 to 7 separated by a difference of 5 points uh, you know some of one or two of them have a match in hand east bengal has a match in hand uh, and you look at the isl table where you have a runaway leader and two or three other clubs who look quite comfortable and this is almost difficult to call and real kashmir few days ago were in that disposition east bengal they have 3 1 3 in a bounce so small this league is more competitive isn't it 
the format of the i league is such that one win or one loss can just uh, make you uh, go up the table or fall deep down because east bengal were uh, on the 7th or 8th spot before the kolkata derby and then they are now uh, come up to third uh, in just two games uh, isl on the other hand have this uh, playoffs format where just get into the top 4 and then take it from there it's like more more like uh, kerala blasters uh, tactics <laughs> play a long ball to the striker and take it from there so that's how the isl uh, has been doing things uh, that is why the i league is more competitive and in fact last uh, season last couple of season uh, the i league t- title race went down to the last day even last season you had as many as five clubs in contention and uh, that is how it is going to be even this year uh, it's mainly because of the format that the i league is more competitive but it also makes it uh, a great watch for the indian football fan because uh, five five situations five things five they can go anyway and uh, you're not giving him the option you're just showing him one match uh, there are four more matches which have to be announced by the star uh, broadcast they uh, these four matches could be the last uh, segment of last uh whichever title race however it's going they're going to decide after that which four matches they are going to show so uh, also uh, isl is in a way battle of equals because your clubs have you know certain amount of standing in terms of financial reach it is just about recruitment but the reason why i league uh, you or me or arvind or whoever feels i league is so important is the stories that it has consistently produced uh, maybe in the last 5 years we had bangalore win for the bangalore fc win it for the first year then bagan win it in the last 5 minutes of the season then bfc won again then you had aizol then you had minerva these stories are difficult to form in a league which is kind of closed and uh, has a franchisee type of uh, environment isn't it it's not just that i mean when i see kerala blasters taking on bengaluru i see a bit of caution in kerala you know they are facing bengaluru i you have to think about this that you know these isl teams they get three teams three months three months pre season they have you know such expensive recruits they have all the shabang but when when it comes to the football i mean only a couple like you say actually play football that i enjoy worth watching because everyone else is so cautious and everyone else is is just sitting back there you know hoping to stifle the other teams maybe bengaluru or goa so but when it comes to the i league and if money really dictated Mishraman Mohanman would be winning every year, but they don't. I mean, when an ICOL comes up against Sunish Pangal, it shows no respect whatsoever. They don't look at the financial disparity between them, they just go for it. When ICOL won, and we know that they won with a budget of what? I mean, what was reported to be 1.5 crore. That's ridiculous because, I mean, that's me who makes three times that at that BFC. <laughs> so, the I-League clubs come from the corners, also scout their talents. I mean, let's face it. Half the Indians that are there in the ISL today have come from the I League. Not just before the ISL inception, even after the I League and ISL were running parallelly, I League, you know, players have gone to the ISL. And it's essentially, I mean, if you have a play, good player in Nero, uh, Manipur, who do you know expect to pick, uh, pick him up? Do you expect the Delhi Dynamos or the Mumbai City to pick him up, or do you expect Nero Ka to pick him up? I think clubs. are essentially the last mile scouting services without these clubs i mean we won't have got half the talents that we know today in indian football 
I mean, today, so many unsought players from that team, from that season are playing across the league. But we won't have known them. If I saw hands, you know, produce a constorming run to the title. So, these small clubs, they essentially need it. And I, I keep harping on this, that the pyramid system, it, it really deserves a good hard look in Indian football. As of now, we have nothing. But, uh, I mean, without a good base, the top tier clubs will be essentially lost. Okay, here I would like to add that uh, here we're not uh, competing like ISL versus I-League. We're just pointing out that uh, I-League is not getting equal importance as much as the ISL. So, listeners, uh, just the situation we are here right now is because of the broadcasters, star and the organizers of the ISL, FSDL. So, it has nothing to do with the ISL clubs or I-League clubs. So, uh, Arko, anything else uh, that you would like to add? Yeah, uh, I mean, Arvind, when you make the point, you make a very valid point. When you say that, you know, we are not here and it's right, we can't afford to lose any of these clubs, ISL or IG clubs, considering that we have very few, you know, we have very few clubs as it is. So, uh, yeah, this is nothing against the active clubs. I mean, some of them have genuine fans and, you know, they deserve to, you know, deserve to enjoy top flight football as many as, you know, as much as I need clubs too. But at the end of the day, I clubs have, you know, been at the receiving end of some massive apathy. Yeah. And uh, when you consider that I League had 14 teams once upon a time, whether it was a, you know, booming league just on the verge of takeoff, you mm. can only, you know, blame the Federation for, for letting it go so terribly. And, uh, you know, for, 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 for ignoring it completely. Right. And, and this is not, these are my words. The I League clubs themselves feel that the AFS should have more control over its own league and not, you know, not just, you know, let it rot in a corner like it has been. Yes, <coughs> well said and uh, we need all the help we can get to improve Indian football, obviously. So, uh, yeah. let's talking about the matches that happened this week. And we'll pick on pick and choose because, uh, you know, time constraints and whatever. But uh, talk to me about this, uh, Orko. Chennai, it seemed like, was running away at one point. So, uh, now club seems to have caught up with them. So, what's going on there? Well, I think Rohit Ramesh came out and he spoke about the penalty. And I personally don't think it was a penalty. And uh, there's been a bit of conspiracy theory about the the referee being from Calcutta. Now, I don't buy the conspiracy theories, but yeah, I mean, they're not as, uh, you know, dominant as they were in the st- starting of the series. But I also might say because the games are coming thick and fast, so they might need a break, they might need to recuperate. But uh, what we saw last season was that Minerva Punjab, it uh, ran away to 25 points in its first 10 games and then picked up only 10 points from their last eight, but that was enough for, the, for them to win the title. So, Tennessee is still in a very good position. When you think about it, it's still at the top of the table. But yeah, uh, now the other clubs know. Now, Mohan Bagan, which took dead in the water after the derby, now they know. They can catch up. Now, Neroka, you know, which had a pretty disastrous start of season, now they also know. They are in the running. And yeah, I think unpredictability is again coming back to the fore in the I-League. Absolutely, six seven teams who can challenge for the title. Uh, another one is the Indian Arrows winning against Gokulam. Uh, Arvind, you got uh, 
a glimpse of that match. It was a penalty that hmm. shifted it. So, what did you make of it? Uh, Gokulam played really bad, and uh, they were all over the place. They had a set plan going into the game, but Indian Arrows broke that down and then made them run all over the place. And they finally won that penalty from a needless uh, challenge by the Gokulam defender. And finally, you saw uh, Amarjeet uh, Singh convert it, and it was a deserving, uh, well-deserved goal. And they managed to hold on and win that game, which, which is like a surprising result for Indian Arrows, and a shocking result for Gokulam because uh, they were about to challenge for the top four spot, uh, but now they are somewhere uh, almost in the bottom half of the table. They are placed eighth, and uh, their title hopes are vanishing like how Kerala Blasters are. And so, Arko, coming to Kolkata clubs, uh, obviously, East Bengal, I think, has three in a, three wins in a row now. They are right up there. Uh, Bagan has also moved on from the derby loss with another win, the routine two-zil win over Shillong. So, what do you make of the situation happening in Kolkata? I think uh, both clubs realize that this is their last chance to win the I-League. You know, because uh, top both in Dwarka and uh, you know at uh, in offices in Bandra, Bombay is that you know the, the two clubs all have more or less you know joined the other side. So uh, not only them, the AFR also you know hopes one of these two will 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 win the league because it makes the whole process of integration much easier for them. And uh, for East Bengal, I can say that uh, they actually look a very menacing side now. Uh, Joby Justin, you know, has been, you know, like like I said, uh, one of the stars of the season. Colado, what a signing, like, what a debut in the derby. So, I still say it's, you know, it's still neck and neck. Anybody could win, but I think East Bengal have their tails up. Now, and if they win their next match by two goals, could potentially jump to the top of our table on goal difference. Yes, uh, East Bengal really making a push for it now. Uh, just before we end, a small uh, news that popped out from the Asian game, Asian Cup camp with the Indian national team that an issue with the practice kits. First of all, uh, before we come to you, first of all, I want to ask you, uh, okay, you have to explain, but tell me honestly, both of you, are you guys surprised? Uh, they signed a new deal and it was... Uh, just like the deal they signed with Reliance many years ago, promising a new age in football. Uh, the new age never arrived because the kids are yet to reach Dubai and uh, Abu Dhabi, I mean. And uh, the Indian team is still uh, wearing their old kits of Nike. And that deal was done and they've signed a new deal. Which it's not surprising that uh, this happens. They should have ensured they got the kids first and then signed the deal, to be frank. Orko, are you surprised? I'm not, uh, I'm not surprised because I mean, uh, yeah, actually at this time we should be speaking about who's going to make the 23, who's going to make the 11. We should be speaking about more serious stuff, but now we're talking about the fact that the kids haven't arrived. <laughs> there are a lot of fanfare when the, when the Indian team was the first to arrive and they were like, oh, look, India is the first to arrive in the, at the Asian Cup, but the kids haven't arrived. So it's, 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 it's funny on so many levels. And as Arvind said, you know, they, this marked the beginning of a new era in probably kids, but neither <laughs> the era nor the kids are yet to arrive. So. <laughs> I have nothing more to add on that. There is also news coming that uh, the Oman game that uh, might not be telecasted. Yeah, 
So uh, I suppose it doesn't matter if they don't wear the real kit now, does it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's maybe it's being played behind closed doors for this particular reason. Otherwise, everyone's going to point out about six five six not delivering the new kits on time. Yeah. So this can also be used as as a reason for the Indian team because. Uh, we saw that before the Jordan game, that uh, the team has arrived, the kit has not yet to reach Jordan, uh, and that's why they did not play the strikers. So something similar could happen against Oman, and they could come up with the reason that we were forced to play with our old kits, Nike, because we did not get six five six new kits again. Because <laughs> just before we leave, uh, we've had games against China, against Jordan. We've seen where we are a little bit in that sense. What do you make of the game against Oman? I mean, I was there when they played. Uh, three four years ago in Kantirwa for the you know World Cup qualifier, but what do you make of this now? Well, I think uh, it's a nice preview of what's going to come. I I hope that you know they can contain Oman Oman, and that's essentially you know someone was uh, joking on Twitter the other day saying uh, Gurpreet Singh Sandhu very important attacking player, and I agree that he has to probably launch balls uh, you know into mm. the attacking box first to. Make any sort of foray, and uh, yeah, I, I I'm not sure that they would have telecasted anyway. But uh, yeah, it would have been nice to watch the match. But I don't expect them to, you know, come up with a win against Oman, given the location and the team quality of team they're facing. I expect them to try and hold them. So expect uh, either a draw or a loss. Yes, uh, I think that is a fair assumption to make. And with that, uh, we are running out of time, and we have come to the end of uh, injury time episode. This one. Uh, thank you so much, Arvind. Thank you so much, Arko, for being part of the panel. And this is me, Sandeep, signing off. You can catch the podcast, the ISL one, the I League one, and the first, the you know, the episode we have called Footnote, where we just answer your questions. All of them on Audio Boom. Follow us on Twitter. We are Injury Time IND. Uh, we are on Hubhopper as well and any other places where you find the podcast. So, thanks for listening and enjoy the game.